Hey everybody, how are you doing today? It is uh, Monday at 7 o'clock uh, p.m. Uh, my name is Andre Anderson. I'm both host and founder of BSTL. Uh, what does BSTL stand for? It stands for Building Something That Lasts. And I haven't mentioned this for a couple of weeks, but I wanted to highlight, I think we're into a new country um, based on some of the analytics that I've been looking at. And so we want to welcome the Ukraine uh, to our platform. We know there's a lot happening over there, and we are glad to be able to talk a little bit about leadership to somebody out there in the Ukraine. So, of course, I want to jump right into this. I hope you're doing well. Uh, it's been cold out here in uh uh, North America, Canada, Ontario, Toronto. We just went through like a major freeze. As a matter of fact, I'm recording this thing uh, with my toque on uh, just in case it gets cold by the time I'm finished recording this thing. So anyways, we want to talk a little bit about who you are is what you do. And I hope that the title is not misleading. And of course, this is a platform where we uh, talk about all things leadership based. And the reality is, I, I want to start this way. Uh, I don't know that we all do this, but I think that for every leader, we have to be clear on who we are uh, so that we can understand why we have to do what we have to do in the spaces that we are privileged uh, to lead. So maybe I'll start this way. Um, one of the things that my kids really love are these Marvel um, movies that have been coming out one after the other. You know, they just love all things action-based, superheroes, etc. But there is one thing that I think is extremely consistent, no matter which one you watch. And, you know, my son, he loves uh, Black Panther. Um, he just loves the, the, the characters. And, you know, it's incredible to just watch his eyes light up uh, when he sees people that look like himself. But one of the things that I have uh, discovered as I've watched this and I'm looking constantly at everything that is leadership based is how every single leader, even though they're different, there is always going to be a situation that they have to overcome. Um, and it's almost like they're birthed uh, to do that thing. And, and maybe I'll say it a different way. Um, when you look at a lot of these Marvel movies, right, that have been flooding the market over the last several years, and I love them all, one of the things we come to understand as we look at it from a leadership perspective is whoever the leader is, there is a challenge, there is um, some opposition, there is a situation or a scenario that actually brings out the best of them and maybe even the worst of them. Uh, so what happens is, is that in all of these movies, there's some type of conflict, some uh, type of issue. And the thing is, all of these Marvel characters, they don't have the same powers. Uh, they don't have the same abilities. They're not the same gender. And the list goes on. However, whenever a challenge comes their way, one of the things that I observe, uh, whether or not they are working in concert with one another or they are working in isolation, one of the things that I discover is that who they are based on what they were uh, born to do, it comes out through the challenges. 
And maybe this is kind of where we want to spend our time today because, you know, one of the most frustrating things uh, for me as a leader, and I'm sure that this may be true for every leader, is why do I always have to be the one that is grappling with and wrestling with a particular situation? And I'm not talking about um, in my immediate context, lest somebody misunderstand what I'm saying. No, I'm saying to you that uh, from... uh, Being a young child all the way up to now, no matter where I've worked, I'm constantly having to troubleshoot something, called upon to speak up perhaps when somebody else doesn't want to speak up, and the list goes on. And I'm certain that I'm not the only one, right? I know that there's got to be somebody that's listening here and you're like, ah, that sounds so much like my life and it resonates with me deeply that for some reason or another, whenever there is a challenge, I just find myself having to step in and do something. And you ought to be encouraged, right? Because who you are um, birthed to be and the purpose for why you are alive and in your right mind is connected to every single challenge that you are ever going to bump into. And I think that this is the difficult part about being a leader because it would seem as though some leaders have it a little bit easier than others. And the reality is from the outside looking in, it might be perceived that way, but every single leader has a burden that they are required to carry with them until they can't carry it anymore or until something happens that forces them um, out of that particular context and into something else. And this is why I think that along with developing your skills, you know, the things that you have in your toolbox, whether it's your ability to talk or your ability to reason or your ability to use technology in a very specific way, one of the challenges that I put out to us as leaders is you have to be able to understand why you are, what you are, and therefore what it is that you are required to do based on what you've been birthed to do. And the sooner that you understand that is the faster, I think, that you will position yourself or allow yourself to be positioned in a particular place that allows you to operate in that particular thing over and over and over. And here's the thing, there is a level of redundancy that comes along with being a leader, right? Because when you um, acknowledge that you are supposed to be doing something uh, in particular, you recognize that while other people may be able to move along to something else and try different things, whether they're a leader or not, you just seem to kind of be um, stuck in the same scenario. And when I say scenario, uh, the example may change, the organization may change, the place that you are working for may change, your friendships may change, how you do family may change, all of these things may change. But at the core, because you are who you are, you find yourself in the same pickle over and over. And I've heard some people say that sometimes the redundancy and the repetition that leaders have to go through over and over, it's because maybe they have not learned a lesson at that juncture. And so because they are consistently learning uh, the same thing over and over because they may not have conquered it or overcome uh, whatever that thing may be, this is why there's this duplication and this ongoing struggle that they have to go 
through that just seems familiar at every single level. I used to think that way, but the older that I'm getting, I, I also do believe that there's another side to that coin. And yes, it may be true that some leaders experience a measure of redundancy because they haven't learned what they're supposed to learn uh, each and every time that they find themselves in a different situation. But I also do think that it is also true that sometimes there is a redundancy and an, uh, uh, an overlap to what it is uh, that some leaders have to go through and develop themselves through because that is what they are supposed to be doing. So one of the things that I discover about myself now um, is that I am a builder. And when I say a builder, I mean like I'm constantly uh placed in situations that are multifaceted and they have a lot of different complexities and nuances. And I, I never actually get an easy ride. Like I don't ever uh, find myself throughout my entire life being able to walk into a situation where everything is set and all I have to do is just sit down. No, what I find is that for myself personally, everywhere that I have ever had to lead, I am constantly having to fix something, put something back together, uh, create a different uh, scenario and splicing something and nailing something together. And the list goes on. And initially, because, you know, as leaders, we are constantly growing and changing and evolving. There's a frustration because, you know, if, if, if we're to be honest, we look around and we see that other individuals who are leading, they just seem to be able to walk into something and it just seems like, wow, like, how did they get that? And why is it that it just seems as though they have an easier ride? But the reality is what we don't understand is that while it might be true that some people are able to walk into some things that are put together, they also have the burden of maintaining and building and growing that thing to being better than whatever it may have been when they inherited it which therefore suggests that to the person that may have to build and put things together and knock things down and splice them together and whatever the case may be, that person is required to set the stage for the individual who will come afterwards and they will also have to continue to maintain something that somebody has built. And this is why self-identity is important, right? Understanding who you are and what it is that you bring uh, to the table, because if you don't, you will constantly be frustrated wondering, when am I going to have the assignment that looks like that, uh, which somebody else has not worked for? And what we don't understand is that if you were to get into a particular situation where you didn't have to build things and fix things and mold things and put things back together, you wouldn't be happy. Right. So while you may look and say to the person that has inherited something that just seems to be so easy to work with and work through, what you don't get is if you have that assignment, then you cease to be who it is that you were birthed to be. So therefore, what is it that we have to do? We have to then uh, be clear on why am I here? And I think that for every young leader that is starting off, um, wherever the starting point may be, because it's not that you're starting where your first full-time job is, like you're starting the moment that you're alive. And I think this is one of the reasons why for young leaders, um, as 
parents, we have to foster uh, the young generation and the people that will one day take our jobs from us or transition into what we are currently occupying. We have to identify various uh, gifts and abilities and see what it is that people bring to the table. Because when we identify that early, then we actually can help people to not waste as much time as we often do trying to kind of find ourselves. And let me also say this, and maybe I'm just transitioning a little bit, talking a little bit about parenting. As parents, um, those of us that lead uh, children, we have to be okay with them uh, finding themselves. But I think that our, our, our responsibility has to be one of observation. And no, you're not observing for the purpose of just uh, reprimanding and correcting. You're observing because you can't make them into the leader that they were birthed to be, right? All right, let me say this in a different way, right? Like you don't have any control over the fact that you have birthed a born leader, right? But what you can do is you can help to facilitate in creating the environment that allows them to experience personal discovery while they are trying to figure out who they will become, And I think that the sooner that we do this, we um, create um, leaders who understand who they are at a much um, earlier stage of life to ensure that they're not necessarily wasting their time. And this kind of brings us back to, you know, who are you? Um, Because who you are, it is formed by the various assignments that you have that kind of take you towards what it is that I believe God is trying to do with you and for you and through you. So one of the things I often say to individuals is you have to, before you start working somewhere, like before you even put out your application, you've got to be clear on who it is that you are. Because here's the thing, there's a lot of people, a lot of leaders right now that are at the top of their game. They are thriving. They are hitting uh, the home run out of the ballpark. Their organizations are extremely happy with them. They are productive. Uh, Everywhere and everything that they touch is increasing in sales and the marketing and all of the other things. But after the shift is over, after the lights are dimmed, after the individual gets into the car of their dreams, uh, wearing the suit that is tailored and the shoes and all of that other stuff, when they get home, they're not necessarily looking forward to tomorrow. I mean, it presents that way. It looks that way. Um, We may perceive that, look, this person is so excited because they always come to the office hitting the ground running. But the reality is that person may not be functioning or operating in their capacity, but they are doing well. So there is an assumption that they should be there. And so you always have to ask yourself before you put out that resume, before you start that job, why are you there? And I think that the sooner that we as leaders figure out what that answer is, is the sooner we either climb that ladder that positions us to be the leaders that we were birthed to be, or it gives opportunity for you to put that resignation letter out um, so that you can walk away and get out of that place as soon as possible so that you can make room for the person that should be there. 
I hope you're hearing me this evening because I think part of uh, this thing about knowing who you are is also connected to your passion, right? Like no matter who you are, you can't create or fake passion. Like you might be able to fake it to those that are observing you, uh, that are rooting you on and saying, good job, great, so glad you did that thing. But within yourself, you have to be able to live within yourself. And that's the thing about um, being a person, being yourself. Uh, No matter what anybody else has to say, you know what the thoughts are that you are thinking uh, within yourself about yourself. And if you are not 100% clear on why it is you are doing what you are doing, then you may spend a lot of your formative years and your early years before you have the courage to pivot and transition, uh, wasting your time even though you are productive at what you do. And I think this is one of the reasons why when we look at some leaders, they become disenfranchised um, because sometimes we forget that uh, a leader's job is not to take the football, the pigskin, all 100 um, yards across the field, right? Like when you think about it, uh, the quarterback has a job, the running back has a job, the wide receivers have a job, the blockers have a job, the field goal person, kicker has a job. Everybody has a function. But I think one of the the most detrimental misnomers about being a leader is that you have to be able to, once you understand who you are, bring this thing from start to finish. And the truth is, if we make the analogy to track and field, there is no such thing as one runner in a four by one. You've got four different uh, runners who have different strengths, some on the straightaway, some on the turn, some on the curve, some on the start, and some on the finish. And the reality, all four of those pieces come together to create this um, synthesis that allow for the leader to work in tandem with others to create this thing called success. And here's the thing, you may actually have to leave something that is on the upswing in order for you to be able to be successful. And maybe here's the other piece to this conversation. When you can see as a leader that you've done all that you know you should be doing because you understand why it is you do what you are doing, here's the reality. Feel free to walk away even though the better days may be ahead of you. I hope I'm, I'm connecting with somebody this evening because uh, one of the things that we do have to understand is that if you stay too long just because you are successful at something, you may also be the cause for why that same thing that is successful, it begins to decline because you are now overstaying your welcome. Yeah, this is a hard conversation to have. Because what I'm saying to you is, is that more leaders would be more successful if they understood their own personal why. And maybe I'll say it a different way. The organization doesn't get to determine what your why is. And I know that for uh, some of the boomers, when they, you know, became employees of whatever the organization may be, uh, they threw everything into it. They were like, I'm going to give my life to this organization. But I kind of like what some of the Gen Xers and Gen Ys and boom, whatever the title is, I forget it right now. I kind of like what this new generation is doing. Um, You know, the research says that this generation of workers, those that are like under the age of 40, 
by the time they um, they retire, they may have three or four different careers within one lifetime. And I kind of like that move in that particular direction because what it also implies is that it is possible for somebody to lead in a specific capacity and then walk away because they've done all that they can for that moment, for that particular place and space, and now it's time to move on. Like one of the things that I'm wrestling with, and I'm just digressing a little bit, is that for some of these organizations, when I look at their leaders that are still, um, you know, board of directors, etc., they're old. And I don't have a problem with older people, so please don't misunderstand me. But if you've been, uh, you know, the, the head voice of any particular organization for 30 and 40 and 25 years straight, and most of the ideas that come, come from your personal think tank, then hold on a second. What about these other individuals that are now being raised up in a different uh, generation? They are no longer a part of whatever this may be. And, and maybe part of it, you know, that we have to understand is that they've been educated in a different kind of way. They've been led in a different kind of way. The, the generation that they now belong to is completely different. So when those individuals that are older are still sitting in seats of influence and trying to make decisions for a world that no longer exists, then here's the thing. You may end up pulling the reins on the horse when that horse is ready to race because you don't have a leader that is clear on their why and where they're now going to fit. And here, Heaven forbid uh, the organization doesn't come to the understanding of this thing uh, quickly. They may actually find themselves uh, declining as a business because they no longer have the voices of individuals that can create the type of marketplace that makes them uh, durable and, and, and allows for them to survive long term because the, those that are making the decisions are not clear on why it is that they are supposed to be there. So if you are a leader, here's the thing. Don't just wrestle with yourself on how to get the promotion. Wrestle with yourself and say to yourself, am I where I need to be? And that's going to take courage. That's the big word for this conversation uh, this evening. It's going to take courage because some of you guys are making six figures, but you are miserable. Some of you are not making six figures and you are miserable. And it's not the money piece that matters the most. What matters is, are you where you should be? And are you there in the right season to do your portion to move the organization forward until the next think tank happens, until the next generation comes and they begin to move it in a new direction? And here's the other thing. You can't afford to have an ego because even though you may have been successful during your tenure, you may find that the direction of the organization is going in a uh, space that you couldn't have let in. And some of your ideas may be broken down and taken away. And that's okay because leadership is done on a continuum. My name's Andre Anderson. I'm both host and founder. And if you want to hear a little bit more from me, please reach out through bstlinc21 at gmail.com. I'd love to have this conversation with you. But at the end of the day, if you know who you are 
and then it will help you to determine where you lend your time because your purpose is far greater than the organization that you give your time to. Take care. Until next time, so glad to have you all today.